Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. This is part two of a discussion with Laura Whitmore and Stephen Bailey about privacy. How much of ourselves should we show? Literally, should we get our scrotum out on a beach? The answer is yes, if you're me. But just the scrotum. Stephen, let's, let's talk instead just by changing one word. What should be private? And this affects men more than women. I'm thinking of Gary, Terry, but possibly Stephen, Oliver and Xavier walking, <laughs> walking into a bar, top off. Maybe the bar allows it. Maybe it does. But please, lads, keep it private. I do not want to see a man's nipples when I'm enjoying my snack and Cronenberg. Why? Uh, Why did you want to see yeah, the Topless, to topless sweaty Gary walking into a pub, put a T-shirt on. So there, I just, I just, the chest hair, I feel like pubes could leak off the body. Oh, chest has my face. People no, could say that about facial hair popping out of the yeah. face. I don't where, like semi-nudity have... in, in British high streets when everyone's going around there shopping. I don't mind it on the beach. Like I said, I would get my kit off on a nudist beach, but my kit goes on. When I go for my sandwich in Ibiza or up to the bar, I even like a little vest on, even if it's a pool bar. When should blokes be sticking their top on? Or do you think Gary Terry, England, gut hanging out all day long all summer? (laughs) Well, I, do you know, when I frequent Manchester's Canal Street, (laughs) I quite like it when they've got a shirt off and it's kind of like try before you buy vibe. Um, <laughs> Window shopping. Yeah, exactly. But I think the thing is, it, the, the thing with privacy is, it's like Laura's been saying, it's what you want to keep private. So if these men, men want to walk around, like every time I go to Gay Pride, there's so many people that are like shirtless and I'm obviously like toe to <laughs> neck covered but it's like that's my choice, and that says. But I don't, I don't mind. I think. Do you know what I don't like is when people like we in the street, mm. and do you know like you're coming home late night and someone's like. But that's what I mean. There the is a limit, a isn't it? So mate, for you two, the limit isn't men's with their shirts off. But so if I walked in in just Y fronts, in just David Beckham Y fronts and flip flops to the pub, that's offensive, right? So where it's is intention? The, like... There's intention. I think intention is an important word, word as well. Like when I went to the convent back in the day, and we used to. <laughs> Bring those days back. Laura's our moral sister. Magdalene to... forgot her headdress. No, but listen, this, this, <laughs> but listen to this scandal. We used to we used to get streakers. We used to get streakers <gasps> that used to come to the all girls school and wear a Mac and just like run naked past the hockey pitch when we'd be playing hockey. Um, and that's 
that's a no-no, I would say. That's a a massive no-no. Way into Um, no-no territory. I think there's an intention (laughs) behind it. If you're in a hot country and you're in a bar and you're in your bikini sitting inside a pub, that's the tot. It's it's practical to wear that. If you are wearing it to... Uh, for a reason, I, I like I don't like like if you were a man wearing wide fronts going to a convent and <laughs> run past the girls' hockey pitch, I think I always feel like that's not even privacy. The intention is that's just a, a different intention. Man. Then what the I'm trying to get what parts should be kept private. So the, the story I'm thinking about, which is going to test you a little bit more, I'm afraid, is yeah. a, a debate around school gate and appropriate drop off attire. Inevitably, uh, but what are people wearing? Is well, this people kicking off about gym jams? It's not just gym jams. There's some people turning up in, you know, like clubbing Nick clothes, Lichet. basically. Oh. Yeah, pl- plunging, tart, really short skirt, like done up to the nights. And some of, obviously, it's it's classic women-on-women violence, this. Uh, some of the women complaining that the outfit was too sexualised and there was a big debate and we discussed it on another show I was on. And I was like, wow, I've never thought of that about that before. Because it's not just in that, though, the intention of that person is totally innocent. But that's and it goes back to the intention because I don't have a people wear you can wear a short skirt without the intention being have sex with me now you can wear a short skirt because you feel good in it and you've got fucking great legs. But what if it makes everyone at the school drop feel uncomfortable? It's like fuck you, my intention's fine. I guess it's why it's why it makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> if that's how they dress and that's how they choose it, they're not just doing it just for the school run. You know, the, the, mm. this is how they dress. This is what they like to wear. It's similar to not to bring in like another narrative, but that whole free the nipple thing. Why men's nipples are okay on social media? Not by me, guys. <laughs> no, obviously not by Russell Gay at all. <laughs> Russell hates men's nipples. There was that video that went viral online, which was test. You know how you check yourself for breast cancer, and they had to use a man's moves. That's ridiculous. To show because you couldn't show a female's nipples. Um, this, the same when it comes to breastfeeding and things like that. Again, it's by choice. Um, there's another, just to bring in another kind of political thing, but there's a, there's a, um, uh, Stella Creasy, who's a Labour MP, is trying to bring in new policy because at the moment it is legal for anyone to take a picture of a woman breastfeeding and use those pictures. Um, there's no law against that. I feel like I should even say that now because people didn't realise that and someone does that. But again, it comes to if you're breastfeeding and you put that picture up online, it's sexualised automatically while a man with his nips out Although it makes Russell uncomfortable, it's fine. Mm. Um, well, I don't. There's so much here. I don't think. Sorry, we're I just brought in like. So so we're not even pack, through point four of paragraph one here. Oh, I didn't God. realize. Paragraph. Do you know just back to the school gate things as well? Because it's like the way people dress is about who they are, isn't it? Like Dot Brannan is going to dress very different to Cat Slater dropping them mm. off, and it's. So I think it's about who you are. So I don't know. I think people need to get off their high horse, but maybe that's just my little opinion. Stephen, are men more private than women? When, when we're, we're talking about confiding, keeping things to themselves, mental health, you already mentioned, we know, one. We, there's no debate, men are more private about their mental health. That's what kills them. So let's bank that sad little fact. And this, my, my show is a lighthearted way of trying to tackle that so we can talk about all these things. But do you think there's a tendency, whether it's imposed on men by patriarchy or not, in our society... For men to be more private, to keep more things to themselves. I mean, Lindsay, I might as well broadcast it on Radio <laughs> One if I give her a secret. Even like a minor swelling on my testicle will be out from the Manchester Information <laughs> Tower in about five seconds. I only told my mom and her friends at Bingo. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, oh, something major happened last week with a friend of mine, a major relationship thing, and I just forgot to tell Lindsay and thought oh, it's a bit private. I don't really want to talk about. It. She's like, you've gone a week without sharing that juicy detail with me. I'm like, well, it's private. Do you think it's about who, what people consider private? Like, I would absolutely 
tell someone about someone else's relationship status and what's gone on there. But then if someone had like, um, I don't know, like you said, a cyst on the ball or whatever, I probably would just keep that to myself. I think everyone's diff- like um, private about different things. So, for example, with me, I'm quite open, quite showboaty, quite dramatic. But then at the same time, there's certain things like it is about like mental health or even like physical health. I don't talk about because I feel like everyone wants you to be like the gay best friend. You've got to always be up so you can't be down. So anything that would bring me down, I keep to myself because mm. I'm like, well, people don't want that from you. And it's only recently I've started to be a bit more confident talking about, you know, not just dick jokes and gossip, like even so like on social media just because but even then you get people go you shouldn't put that on social media because people don't want that from you and you go oh my mm. god like so hard i've got layers i mean you, you want to try being the straight best friend when you fancy the girl Steve. that was the, my whole teenage <laughs> years and, uh, <laughs> i went through a few years of uh, pretending to be I'm, that. The, I'm, I'm sbf material ladies um but it's i mean <laughs> it's just a, a fact uh, a lot i mean it's a sadly statistical fact but if you look out you're more likely to find men happier living on their own well into their 40s private i'll keep myself to myself you look at your granddads they're the silent one in the corner men keep a lot of stuff private so would you concede that women are slightly less likely to keep everything in and keep things private and show other facets and they'll certainly to other female and trusted I think it Characters. depends on what what side of their life. Women definitely talk more. Uh, I remember we, um, uh, me and my other half, we've got uh, another couple that we we're really good friends with, and then they broke up, which I, I found I was I felt that was selfish for them to do that because they were our couple that we went out with. I was yeah. like, how Bastards. dare you break up? Um, and I know I talked to her. I knew everything about what happened. Uh, Ian was playing a computer game with um, the guy for three hours, and I'm like, well, what did he say about her? No, we didn't talk about that. I was like, not I once. It. It's so difficult. You were on the computer for three hours with them. I was like, what the hell did you talk about? Um, I just, I couldn't comprehend that. I am not a man. I will never understand what, what I was like, well, I don't know what he's talked about within those three hours. But then, I don't know, maybe there's another, like, maybe women are more direct. Maybe there was another subtle way of talking about how they felt through the computer game and um, that wasn't directly about the girl. I don't know. Um, Do you think sometimes there's like an attitude of what the point is? Because like my partner is obviously another boy and I am very, like I will come back and go, oh my God, you'll never guess what Natalie's done. You'll yeah. never guess what Laura's done. You'll never guess this. And like Rich I told you that in confidence, his... by the way. What you told Rich? Oh, Rich, get to your Rich finger knows this time. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rich knows all the secrets. But Rich will go, like Rich will go out with his friends on a, like an eight-hour drinking session. Come back and you go. So how is everybody? He's like, yeah, everyone's good. And you go. What's everyone up to? No, not much really. You go. What have you spoke about for eight hours? <laughs> um. There's, there's a point here that I'm loath to make because it sounds like I'm reinforcing it. I'm not. I'm just making an observation. There's mm-hmm. certainly men feel like they can't talk because of there's a lot of debate around. In fact, the phrase has lost its power now, so I hate using it. Toxic masculinity has become a sort of unuseful cliche that puts off a lot of men who would like to talk about things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And we know that a lot of us grew up with overbearing dads and we feel like we haven't got a right to voice our feelings. Bank that, listeners. Mm-hmm. We need to <laughs> talk about the men who genuinely don't want to and get a pleasure from not talking and want to stay private sometimes i've had a shit day and all the leaflets and all the websites and everything tells me i should be coming home and sharing my mental health day with Lindsay. but you know what a can of beer and a terminator 
and I'm fucking sorted. And I'm sorry to admit that. It's the opposite of the remit of this show. But some people love being private and just are good at solitude. Do you think that's just like a good way of dealing with things? Sometimes. Though, actually, because like there's sometimes, especially when it's like the stuff that's just like winding your anxiety up rather than an actual life problem. If it's just been like a bad day or say a bad news about you not getting a job or something like that, something, you know, not life threatening. Don't use that example. Sometimes I find <laughs> talking about it works me up mm. so much. You go, I've lost three hours. But are this, you dealing but... with it another way? Are you dealing with it privately? Because sometimes you don't have to. Like, I've had things where I don't have to broadcast it to the world, but I've dealt with it, whether it's through a therapist one-on-one, whether it's through one person I feel like. I I don't have to tell everyone how I feel all the time. I don't have to tell Mm. everyone about my baby's birth or everyone about my wedding, but I have, like, one or two people. Or I have, you know, or I've dealt with something myself in the way. Do you think, is that something? I, I guess what I'm saying, Laura, is, is it is it possible that sometimes, well, basically Stephen's point, he makes a brilliant yeah. point and bravely in this environment to even suggest this because we know largely by talking, by checking in, things are solved. But now and again, could something be exacerbated? You've got a friend who's got a good intention saying, I can see you down, Laura, let's talk about it. And you do the three-hour check, you're like, you know what, I'm actually more, even though yeah. I've I've come to conclusions... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually feel more distressed from the discuss, 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 wind each other up. Especially about the little things that really don't matter, but they matter to you. Mm-hmm. But like in the grand scheme of your life and the world, you'll be you'll definitely be over it in like a month or a couple of months. Like I even yesterday wound myself up out of something because I spoke to my partner about it, and we went for like an hour and a half. What for not? I was really angry about it. And I'm not even trying to trivialise this, but then I got in bed with an episode of the Kardashians and I was really over it. <laughs> Is there but anything that they God can solve? Was... <laughs> no, but I really thought, I'm going to have a heart attack. If I didn't, if I kept speaking to Rich yeah. about this thing, I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, it is stressing me out so much. And then I watched an episode of the Kardashians, went to bed and woke up today and I was like, oh, that was, I'm kind of over it. Hmm. Um, I want to save some time to talk about relationships. We have to talk about privacy and relationships. Now, to me, when I started talking about this, discussing it with Lindsay and a couple of other people, I thought this was a really easy debate. It's not. Mm -hmm. People operate in massively different ways with how much they keep private from their partner. Um, We can start with social media. I mean, there's some people that have passwords for each other's accounts. Now, I've got no secrets on my social media yet, the feeling of Lindsay having my login and my passwords makes me feel about 12. It feels like that's my little... Is that private... a trust thing, though? Is it? A, is it I think there's a difference between privacy and, and trust. Well, we where... trust each other, but I don't, yeah. I don't... I feel like... I don't know. I feel like that's my, pri- that's my private yeah, stuff. Yeah. Whether yeah. My private diaries or my private little... The poem I've written on my laptop that... I just, it's just for me. Mm-hmm. But there's other couples that'll be like, well, why, why is it just for you? There's something wrong with your relationship. We, you know, we should be completely blended into one individual in a petri dish. Where's the line for you guys? I always thought though, if you want to have your other half's login details, other than just to, you know, use their Netflix accounts and things like that, which happens sometimes. Um, <laughs> I think, I think if you want that, I always think if you kind of are worried about the trust thing, if you're like, I want their password, then there's something wrong in your relationship. If you want it for other reasons, I'm like, if you. Even if they're not doing anything wrong, if you're questioning it, I'm like, there's, some, there's something wrong there. Um, however, 
However, <laughs> um, go. I have a really good friend, and years ago she had was in a long term relationship with a guy, and he was we lo- we liked him because he wasn't really on social media. We're like, oh, he's just you know he's a bit older, he's not on social media, he was kind of a cool guy, he worked really hard. T- he wasn't wife. on social media because he had another girlfriend. Yeah, of course, <gasps> second wife, classic yeah, yeah. second wife syndrome. And we were just like, isn't it just so nice, to, like to have a guy hang out with us who's just not involved, especially in our industry where everyone is on, and you kind of almost you kind of have to be on for part of your job. And he he was kind of behind the scenes. And then that happened. So we were like, actually, fuck that. Yeah, no. As a general, <laughs> if you're not your friend on Facebook, you're in trouble. As a general rule, ladies, if he's under 50 and has new social media, he's married and has kids elsewhere. Um, as a, uh, just take that one away. Uh, what do you think, uh, Steam? Where, where's the line for you? And would you said your fella doesn't have too much any going on anyway, but it's not. No, he doesn't really have it. He does have a wife and kids, however. In we're not. We're yeah. not just talking about social media. We're talking about other things, like um, you know, there's things in my office. If, if my, my yeah, drawer, yeah. my drawers over there. It's only got yeah. stupid stuff in it. Silly drawings I've done and notes. Oh, I have my uh, own room. I've got my own room in my house. But I would but, feel violated know. if Lindsay came in and went through that, yeah, even yeah. though there's nothing in there that's secret. It's mm. private. But I, yeah, I think it's like, but. Like Laura said, why are you going through something? There's a trust issue. I, for example, would not let my partner have any of my passwords. However, say I was out and about, I don't know, I had no access to my email, needed some printing off or getting quickly. I would happily ring him and give him the password so he could log in and do it for me and then not change the password. But I wouldn't like just proffer it up and be like, here's access to everything. But I also, and, and then certain things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, it's like, well, I'm not going to give you the passwords to that because I might have said you were pissing me off the other night. <laughs> and you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. And that is my private space Absolutely. to do that. And you don't need to know I'm slagging you off. But it's like, there's nothing to find. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not that, I'm not going to offer it up. But if I needed you to get me some, you're very welcome. Same with like, you know, like my office in the house. It's like, kind of don't come in here. This is my space. I know where everything is and you're messy. Yeah. But then if I need him to get some, I wouldn't mind if he came in. But then if he was like, oh, I also found this document from four years ago. Do you know what's actually yeah. really interesting? Um, I, an ex of mine, I remember once I said to him, could you just go and grab my wallet out of my handbag for me? And he came back with my whole handbag. I was like, oh, just the wallet's like in the handbag. He went, oh, no, I can't go into your handbag. And I was mm. like, oh, and he went, no, because my, my mom always said a woman's handbag is her space. So he just had this thing where he could never, even if you were like, I really need my inhaler, I'm choking. That's quite sweet, though. He just couldn't go in there because would, it was this You would die with a gentleman looking at you with a closed handbag. Just <laughs> <laughs> give me the Ventolin. No, I'm sorry, but rule is a rule. Right, there's two more areas. Why did you let her die? I want to get <laughs> I want to get through these two areas because I didn't realise the massive range of privacy between couples. Mm. Bathrooms. If I check in to Posh and Trendy Hotel with Lindsay, beautiful, it could be a five star, looking forward to it. My heart sinks when I go into the room and it's frosted glass so you can see the poo silhouette of your loved one. That bathroom is not getting used. I'll be going down in an elevator. Even for a wee, I will go in a lift. I cannot bear uh, the silhouette of my privacy being broadcast to my wife. I don't, I don't want to cross that line. Obviously, when you have babies, there's a temporary, you can see everything, everything goes, but it re- everything resets back, and that's just not a border I'm willing to cross. The bathroom door's shut. I've never sat on the toilet while Lindsay's in the bath. I'm never going there. It's never going to oh, happen. No. Private door locked. Where do you two stand? And what do you think of couples that have no boundaries at all, no privacy at all? Stephen, you go first. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I I surprisingly do have boundaries, but like I'll go for a number two zwoozy, <laughs> and like we live saying in a it flat, like that so doesn't I, make it any nicer. No. I just always think, how can you make it so if the listener is like eating a bowl of Cheerios, you don't make them hate themselves? And so we live in a flat, and so if I'm going for a number twosie, I will go. I'll say to Rich, "Would you mind just putting the TV on, please?" And I'm just going to shut this door because it's like through the kitchen to the bathroom. Mm. So I go, I'm just going to shut this door and if you could just put the TV on, that would be great. So he knows what I'm doing, but I just, but for that, it's not about being private. I don't, I mean, I've got IBS. I shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> but I really do. I mean, and also, you know, Russell, being a stand-up, we talk about everything. There's not a lot left. But the thing is, for me, it's a romance thing. That's it. Laura, yeah. Laura, I mean, I'm being yes. a, a slightly cruel trying would you would you would you lay in the bath while your fella was on the loo? Would that be an acceptable boundary cross? It if there's one bathroom and he needs to use the loo and I'm not getting out of the fucking bath, then he will. Um, so I would so rather shit in the garden. I would that. rather shit <laughs> really in I the think, garden. I think it depends. If you're going away on a nice weekend and you're a nice fancy hotel, I've I've been in those situations with the frosted glass. I've been where the toilet is just like in inside the, the bed. Who I don't know why it? they do Perver, that. Idiot. And I just think that situation you're trying to especially if you're trying to it's someone you're with for a long time, you're like, let's have a nice little sexy weekend because you know, when you not real life sometimes you forget about the romance. Mm-hmm. I think in that situation sometimes it's nice to have boundaries. Also, my toilet time is Laura time. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even going to the toilet sometimes when I'm in the bathroom. Like I'm just having a sit when down she's and rest. Back. Yeah. I'm just going through my emails. If you get an email from me, I've probably been sitting on the toilet replying because that's my time when I get shit done. Sent from my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Getting all the shit done on all different levels. So I, <laughs> I think people always thought I had a drug problem. Never touched a drug in my life because when I go to the toilet, I am doing correspondence. So if someone else was coming in there, I'd be like, "You're distracting me. I'm writing this email." I think that's very relatable. Like I. I respond to all my WhatsApps and text messages when I'm having a poo. Would you go down in the lift rather than use the frosted glass bathroom? Because that's what me and Lindsay do. We go down in the elevator rather than Not... using the frosted bathroom. I would in the if hotel. it was early stages. I, I remember. I remember going on a little cheeky weekend with a guy <laughs> um, to this Dirty lovely weekend. hotel, and it was like very new and very fresh. And similar situation with the toilet. I didn't poo for the whole weekend. No, past a it, diamond on day I mean, four. I, at this stage, at this stage, I don't, I don't give a shit. I do give a shit. Literally. I give it in front of the, one last one where there is massive disparity. Finances. Now, I'm not saying go so far as a joint account. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit of a dated thing anyway. But I want to be with someone where I can go, they can go, right, I've got 30 grand to last me the year. I'm probably going to be all right. I can hit my bills or I can't hit my bills. And every, we both know where we stand. We both know roughly how much money we're earning. And we both know what's going and what's going out. If you're with someone going... Come on, you know, it's my money. I've got enough what I know, but I know what I don't know. And all that shit, you know, to me, it's a red flag. But I spoke to other people who have been surprised and said, no, fuck you, my finances are private. And even when I'm married, I keep my, my money's my money. My wife's my, I let her manage it. Whereas me and Lindsay, complete open dialogue, transparent finances. I need to know what's going on. So I was surprised. It's a privacy issue for some people, quite triggering. They want to keep their shit private. So I wonder where you two stood. 
I'm, I'm quite open with that with my, with my other half. I think we should talk about finances more. And I think uh, with what we do, like there'll be times of the year where I might earn more than him and he might earn more than me. And we're very like open that way. We do have the joint account, but we also have our own stuff going on too. We kind of have a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I and this is a conversation I've had with my girlfriends a lot lately. And I've actually been working on a campaign about it with women and finances and talking about, about um, finances. And it... It, the generations it still happens now but I have a friend a really good friend whose mother was in a relationship with his father for a very long time and was not very happy um, it was very um, toxic relationship and I remember he was saying I wish my mom left my dad and I was like why didn't she and it was because she didn't have her own money she didn't have her own basically we call it like the fuck off fund if anything ever happened <laughs> and I think I think it's really important for men and women to have a little bit of independence money wise there will be a joint account when you've got children and you're paying a mortgage from from one account but I do think there's something I don't know maybe just me that we are entitled to something that's just ours as well yeah but as well as being entitled to something that's how yours shouldn't uh, if a man's the main the main breadwinner a woman should know what the financial situation is because yeah. a lot of men hide can be hiding serious debt and I'm, serious issues and it's, yeah there's a no, consent I, issue there the woman's not consented to be dragged well, into that especially debt. if it's her household as well he might be managing the finances but she, i'm sure she's managing other aspects of the household mm-hmm. with the children or with the food and things like that so it definitely is a it's like working in a business and you know you're the managing director you kind of want to know what's going on in hr as well you know mm-hmm. you you want to know all the different sections and and i think that's really important that and and, and there has been issues in the past where there has been you know a, a female who i suppose the man stereotypically in the past was in control of the finances and then you get to a stage and not realize actually we're fucked mm. um and i think there should be an openness that way um and we should all be talking about money or everybody Stephen, you explain i definitely i had a relationship with a girl i had, I had no idea she was in so much trouble financially of yeah. course it starts to get associated with my name because we were living together i started getting refused mortgages like, what's going on and she was hiding all of this horrific debt there was no mm. money and because our mail was coming to the same house it affected me affected and i was furious Stephen, what's your view um, I agree with Laura. I think everyone should be talking about money. And I think it's really important when you're in a relationship to know where you're at. Like, I think it's everyone's responsibility because money is a strange thing I find in this world is we talk about it as if it's optional. But actually, we do all need it to live. You need to know your financial situation. Do you know, like sometimes I speak to people, and they're like, can you come and do this for free? Obviously, if it's for charity, yes. But if it's if it's something that, where you're getting paid, yeah. the man filming, it's getting paid. No, I will you not. I've got a bill to pay as well. And I've got a skill set and I'm bringing something to the table. And like people in London who would tend to be from, a, especially media, who are from like a wealthy background, it tends to be nepotism. They blink at you, be like, what do you mean you need mm. to get paid? Like they really can. So I find it really important to talk about, although it's one of those things I always get sold off for again. But then in my relationship, I we find it like, you know, I don't know we keep it separate i've got mine he's got his um but we have a really open dialogue about it like when you know we were buy when i was buying my flat he i said you know i need to buy something that i can afford whether i'm with you or without like i have to be able to afford it on my own and similarly to obviously the pandemic happened uh, you know affected a lot of people financially i personally all my work went out of the diary like that mm-hmm. And I didn't know when it would go back in. Um, and I turned around to my partner and was like, um, so there's this global crisis happening and it's done this to my finances. And he was like, 
we'll be okay. Like, and that, so we have like the dialogue in that way. <laughs> Put the telly on closer. Yeah. I'm incredibly nervous. Just keep the IBS shutting the flared. door <laughs> when you shit. Um, well, I, I mean, I get paid monthly just like anyone else. My agent sends my money. I don't know if people are aware in our business, but it's no different. Uh, it's just a white van of jokes I've got rather than wood, like my uncles and cousins. And uh, Lindsay gets is copied in on my pa- monthly payslip. I mean, I just oh. I want her to know what's coming in. As to me, it's like this is where we are. I want I don't want to be carrying the weight of it on my own, particularly during a pandemic. So one of these men with a weight with a heart attack brewing. I'm like, this is where we are. This is our money. It's that mm-hmm. transparency I find liberating. But some people don't. Money I find a tricky one mm-hmm. in for, as when it comes to privacy. Like I'll talk to Laura about it. Like Laura, I'd talk to you about it. I'd talk to uh, my partner about it. I talk to friends about it, but then I find it really difficult in like an actual work situation to go, I need to earn this month because it doesn't sound good. Yeah. I, I think it's really important that we all talk to each other about money and not in a boastful way, but in a, like, how much should I get? Like I, I've worked jobs before and it's really handy having friends who are in the industry. And Stephen, we've had that conversation before. I've had mm-hmm. it with my partner because we do, we're in the same industry, but we've got different jobs. So if he gets a branding thing, he's like, oh, this is great. I'm like, you do know you, could, you should be getting this much for this. And then he can do the same with me. So I think it is important to, to, to know your worth by talking to other people. And that's how you find out. Like I remember a really good friend of mine uh, was hosting a job and she had a male co-host he was getting double what she was getting. They both had the same job. But she didn't ask. And I think it was only like the second year she found out. And I think from then on, she was like, I'm always asking what people are getting. We're out of time, guys. That was honestly, we could have done about three episodes there, let alone one. A Thank new you. series. Uh, I know, it's really so rich. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much, Stephen Bailey and Laura Whitmore. If you want to know anything about them, just don't stalk the social media. It's all on there, guys. We put it all out there. Please come and like us. Pop round, poke your head through the cat flap, say hello to me. I'm up for it. I probably will be naked. If you do <laughs> pop over to Stephen's, though, give him some notice because he might be having a night. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> this has been Man Baggage. Goodbye. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 